Give me one sec. The dog wants out. (laughs) It was you. (laughs) You let the dog out. White Lotus Radio, a podcast about Legend of Korra. My name is Allison, and my co-host is Nora. Hi, I'm Nora. Not Korra. No, no. That's what it's short for. It's short for not Korra. <laughs> um, today on the podcast, um, a little more tame than last week, because we're on a tight schedule. We're talking about shit, I don't have the names of the episodes. We're talking about Johnny Blaze, a.k.a. Ghost Rider. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, episode. Oh God. Eleven and twelve, right? Uh, that sounds right. I think that's true. No, nine and ten of book two. Nine and ten of book two. Called the Guide and New Spiritual Age. Um. Yes. What happens in these episodes? Oh, right. Okay. I got my sip of coffee. Took that little sip there, and, uh... Harmonic Convergence is on the way, which is apparently something I'm supposed to have understood from last episode and totally forgot. It's, it's when the Hercules... When the planets go Hercules. Mm-hmm. And they're all in a line. And that's when the bad stuff happens. It's when the universe's chakras are aligned. Mm-hmm. And, um... The midichlorians tell you what to do. <laughs> and, um... So... Harmonic Convergence is on the way. Um, if Unawak has all the pieces in place for the day of Harmonic, harmonic Convergence, um, then Vatu, the dark spirit we met last episode, will go free, and darkness and chaos will reign upon the land for... 20,000 years or... That's what we think, but Unalak at some point in this week's episodes does say that he has more plans than just that. Yeah. So... And we, you and I know what those plans are. Uh-huh. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so, episode nine is the guide. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is about Korra trying to get into the spirit world. And Tenzin trying to help her before realizing, like, uh, not realizing, revealing that he's never been to the spirit world, even though he's Mr. Spiritual. Right. Um, so, you know, earlier in the season, there was a lot of um, stuff where Tenzin's kids and Tenzin's family were kind of like pushing back on him for being kind of a stubborn asshole about everything. Mm-hmm. And um, this is kind of where, like, that character development finally needs to happen, because he's finally, like, hit with an obstacle that his stubbornness cannot get him past, you know? Um, And also his pride. Yeah, his pride is a big part of this. Um, What could Janora know about spiritual matters, which makes it sound weird? I don't know. I don't like the phrase spiritual matters. It feels wrong. 
Yeah, there's like... Yeah. Um, I do have... So I wrote my notes here. Um, we've been getting hints of um, Janora being able to see spirits or talk to spirits throughout the season. That also really comes to a head here. Um, and this, the note I wrote was, gosh, I hope Janora ends up my favorite character. Because I kind of like Janora in these two episodes. Yeah, it's because she has your hair. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you... There's also a subplot of... Uh, you remember that, that plot point about Varric and the... And the criminals and the yeah uh the detonators mm -hmm. we have some very brief follow-ups on that where uh mako is offered uh, a job uh under Varric as a security right to, you know protect his loved ones just in case something goes wrong otherwise without that protection who knows what would happen I'm not saying I'm going to do anything. I'm saying something might get done. You the know. world is dangerous. That, uh, that line, that that interaction was good. That's the only good Varric scene. <laughs> so oh, far. really? I thought it didn't... I think... I thought they still couldn't quite hit the balance between Varric being a goof and Varric being a villain. This was the only time where that, that worked for me. Okay. There's also like um, we only get a little bit of this plot because most of these two episodes are about Korra and the spirit world. Mm -hmm. and, and then there's we get confirmation that Mako and Asami are dating again, even though Korra's only been gone a week. Yeah, uh, which doesn't actually matter except for the fact that like it's a little it's a little sudden. It's a little sudden. I can kind of chalk it up to teens being teens. True. Um, but there is definitely, like, they show up to Mako's apartment and, like, instantly kiss. And, like, there's a pretty strong implication that they're about to bone down. And I'm like, what is happening in this show suddenly? <laughs> um, then uh, Mako gets framed. Mm -hmm. I've already forgotten. Is it Mako or Mako? It's Mako. And it's I have Mako. stopped myself from the Damn Larry it. jokes. So, ha. Okay, so Mako gets framed uh, and arrested. Because he's got, like, detonators and explosives in his apartment now. Mm -hmm. That, like, Varric definitely planted. Like, there's no question. Yeah, like, fucking... Mako is lawful boring. You really think that <laughs> you really think he's crooked? Like, I mean, that's not fair. He did go behind Lynn's back and hire. Uh, he like, did hire the mob to uh, do his dirty. So work. he's really more neutral. Good, I guess. Yeah, but he's still like. I think he's trying to be lawful good, but he has, like, you know, he falters here and there. Well, you see, you can't be lawful good if you were ever poor at one point in your life. Oh, okay. I see. Because once you understand that, like, the structures of society are flawed, uh, you become an anarchist, and then you're chaotic good. Yeah. Like us. <laughs> um, 
so Cory's trying to get into the spirit world. Tenzin can't help. Um, the Shinora can. Mako gets arrested, and the other storyline in this episode is Unalak has now gone into like full scenery chewing villainy, just like over the top evil laugh, mwahahaha villainy. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. Well, I mean, it's episode 9 and 10 of 14. Mm-hmm. Korra's back, so our second act is over. But, like... We're approaching the end game. I don't... I can't think of a time that, like, Amon or Ozai ever got quite this, like, over well, the... Ozai had his fucking coronation. That's true. That's true. Amon didn't have this because he wasn't a villain. <laughs> but yeah, to the the events that happen um, is that like, so he enters the spirit world through the open portal, which means that he can use his bending, which no human's ever been able to do before. Yeah, um, because you take your body into the spirit world and you bend with your body. Right. And so he's like, oh, we're just going to water bend at the other side of the portal. And that's we're going to just hit it with a lot of water and that'll yeah. do it. Yeah. It's foolish, but he tries it. And like one and of his kids gets hurt and he just doesn't he care. He says, let's keep trying anyway. And then Eska's like, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to take care of my brother and they leave. Yeah. And, um, Unalak can't open it himself. Yeah. So now he's going to try and make and a find point Cora. of like, Father, I thought you said only the Avatar could open it. Well, uh, I think there might be another way. Let's hit it real hard. Oops, it didn't work. Hmm, yeah. I guess I do need the Avatar, like I said originally, <laughs> before the writers decided that they should hint that maybe I didn't. Because <laughs> this, this season is, is, feels like it was written as they went. Yeah. Um, but that's so, most of the first episode. I think it ends with them getting to the spirit world. No, it ends. I think it ends with. Doesn't end with them getting to the spirit world. It ends with Vatu telling Unalak that Korra had just entered the spirit world. It does. So yeah, Janora guides them to this like special grove that the spirits told her about and um from there Korra and Janora are able to enter the spirit world um yeah after and Tenzin tried in like all the temples and stuff there was like a secret grove somewhere so yeah so in episode 10 we have another callback to the first show and this is the character that you and Vivian both thought I meant when I talked about a character from the first show yeah. uh, showing up. It is not. Okay. Well, we this will, is... We, we will face that character later. Okay. So, episode 10, they go to the spirit world. There's probably some plot I need to talk about first, but I just want to get your take. What did you think of Uncle Iroh showing back up here? It's been too long since I saw the first two seasons of Last Airbender for me to, to or even the third, to like judge the voice acting of Iroh. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, is it better than in the the video game? Um. So I played a little bit of. I played also, like. So what the fuck is he doing in the video game? So okay, I have now played like two or three chapters of the video game, and like there's a shop where you can buy upgrades, and he is the shopkeeper, and mm-hmm. like he just doesn't try. I don't know if it's the same actor as in the show. But it's, you know that thing where, like, you know that thing where a video game clearly handed someone the um, the lines but didn't really give them any direction on, like, the inflection or what was happening in the game? Mm-hmm. That's kind of... They didn't direct? They didn't direct. And so, it kind of sucks. Um, in the... I thought it was better in the show, but like, I couldn't. I couldn't tell if it was. I know it's a different voice actor now, and I'm sad, or if I legitimately think that the new voice actor is not as good. So, Greg Baldwin voiced Iroh in seasons two and three of Last Airbender and in Legend of Korra. Okay. Uh. Okay. So it's. I probably... don't know if I don't know about the video game because. Nobody's chronicled the Avatar video games very closely on online, from what I can find. Okay, well then, I guess I just have to play this game, watch the credits, and put that on IMDb, I guess. Yeah, and or the wiki. Or the wiki. But, so beyond just the voice acting, what did you think of, like, Iroh showing up in this episode? It's fine. Um, I'm a little... Like, Iroh just peacing out on all of his family and friends to go hang out with the spirits is a little weird. I mean, it it's an Iroh move, but it's, like, too much of an Iroh move. That was, that was my thought, was that, like, all of this like, does make sense with Iroh's character from the first show, but, like, I don't know. I... I feel like Iroh was was more like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking chill now, by which I mean die. I'm gonna rest, right? Because I've done so much shit, I've taught Zuko so much. I needed to go to sleep now. I want to see um, my son again, if he yeah. believes in that, you know. Um, but like. I un- I guess that like he's immortal now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's able to like give guidance to people forever. Oh, for listeners and who maybe can... don't watch the show, we should explain what happened. <laughs> um Iroh says that once his work on the material world was completed and I I assume that meant that like he's old, um Zuko is running the Fire Nation well, blah blah blah. He just decided to, like, enter the spirit world and is just never going to leave. And, like, presumably his body has, like, withered away um, in the material plane. Which means that if your body dies, your spirit doesn't. So Mm -hmm. the threats to people's bodies while they're meditating in the spirit world is not because they'll die, but because they'll be stuck there. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Huh. 
until they develop like blades in the dark technology to make robots to put the souls into. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So I guess Iroh could always just like peace out and disappear from the spiritual world, maybe. And like, I, I, I assume like if a spirit walks out of the portal, maybe they disappear. But maybe not. Maybe that's what ghosts are. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of this cosmology is unclear. You know why it's unclear? Hmm. Because they never wrote a Avatar: The Last Airbender tabletop game. Oh. The mechanics of your cosmology don't get put like set in stone until you make a fucking tabletop game about it. <laughs> that's why the Force has a reputation of having specific powers, like Force Push and Force Lightning. Is because of tabletop games codifying that. Okay. Huh. If it if it weren't for those games, we might not think of them as specific powers. Huh. I yeah, I do think about that a lot where like, oh, I know the name of this like bounty hunter who shows up in the background of episode five. And like that's never said in the movie, so I've always wondered like where I know little Some of that is from the bullshit. action figures. Okay. Okay. But, that's why some people call uh, call him Walrus Head, because that's what the action. That's why Ethorians uh, are called Hammerheads, because that's what the action figure was called. Huh. Food for thought. <laughs> um, right. Legend of Korra. Legend of Korra. So Korra and Jinora get separated because mm-hmm. Korra pisses off a bunch of lemur ferrets. I wrote Diglets because I could not remember the name. Of the animals. <laughs> they looked like lemur ferrets to me. Well, wouldn't they or have like, to be like gophers to be digging? Prairie dogs or something. Prairie but they dogs. had like lemur faces, IMO. I, like I say, I don't know animals, so I wrote Diglett. Listen, I watched a lot of Zaboomafu when I was a kid, all right? <laughs> they, they get, get separated and Korra gets sent to a cool part of the spirit world. Mm-hmm. With all of these, like, Legend of Korra video game enemies. <laughs> yep. Like, have you fought any of those in the video game yet? That's literally like... the first thing that happens in the video game. The video game <laughs> starts with, like, the very last scene of season two. Um, and it's just surrounded by spirits. Sorry, that's like a spoiler. That's all I'm going to say is that there are spirits in the last season of, scene of season two. Mm-hmm. That's not a spoiler. That there are spirits. No, <laughs> there's there's spirits all over. But it's like the first thing that happens in that video game. Um, I remember when the first promo images of the season came out, and they showed Korra firebending at the dark spirit from the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, some folks were like, "Okay, are they gonna fuck up the no bending in the spirit world rule now? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> No, they just found out a way to get around it. But, uh... She reverts to a child appearance? Yeah. Just like Samus. Yeah. And accidentally hurts a little dragon. And they're like... They're like going... They're mostly going for an Alice in Wonderland vibe. There was also like one or two moments that I was reminded of like um, the Black Lodge and Twin Peaks. 
but it's mostly just Alice in Wonderland and my my I, Twin Peaks adult brain like filled in some. I've never seen Twin Peaks. It's a it's a good show. Uh, but every I content saw, like, warning part of the first episode and got bored. That's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't realized the Alice in Wonderland situation. In this. They, so like they go to the tea party, you know. Yeah, I, I hadn't noticed that until you said that. Yeah. Um, Janora, meanwhile, it's this goes asshole. To a little place you might remember from the first show. Mm-hmm. Uh, called the Great Spirit Library. Yeah, it's that owl asshole from the first show. Remember that arc about the desert in Avatar? Remember how long that was? It was so long. <laughs> it was like six episodes of desert. <laughs> it was like desert and the library and losing Appa. That was a whole arc. It was so long. And that's like a lot of that was was pretty good, though. Yeah. Like, that's the wild thing is that the first show could get literally lost in the desert for like 12 <laughs> years or some bullshit. And like, that's still the best show ever. So that would be like two or three episodes of, of a Korra length season. That would be one episode of a Korra length season. If Korra got but, lost uh, in the desert, like it would end with, Oh, but she was mystically transported out of the desert at the end of the episode, and that's a big twist. Of course, we also get to see the scholar that they left in the library. Uh, and he just died. Yeah, that guy just away. beefed it. Okay, I guess. Yeah, that guy just beefs it. Um, you could have had him be, like, a spirit. That nah. would have been a cool ending nah. for that character. Just fucking dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's he doesn't celebrate Christmas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell what my favorite joke from last week's episode was? <laughs> God. Um, uh, but Wan Chi Tong is there, the spirit of knowledge, this the one who knows ten thousand things. It's mm. like a big owl spirit. I really um, need, I really need to Photoshop actor, that guy saying "um actually." <laughs> I think he's voiced by the same actor as in the first show, but uh, I could not, not tell you. It sounded familiar, so. Um. It, it it is. It's um. I know this guy's face from somewhere. Anyway, I'm not. Oh, he was on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Okay. So, Janora goes to the Spirit Library to try and find a book that will point her to the portal so that she can link back up with Korra. But Wan Chi Tong, as it turns out, is uh, in league with Unalak. Yeah, and he snitches on her. Who is a true friend of spirits. Yeah. Um, and so Janora is captured. Mm. Korra goes on a little journey with this dragon that she injured. Yes. Uh, she talks to Iroh at a tea party first, and he tells her that, like, your emotions affect the world around you. Mm-hmm. And he has all sorts of, like, 
Iro pearls of wisdom. It's like they really tried to squeeze in as many as they could. But like, <laughs> if you look for the dark, yeah. you will find the dark. And if you look for the light, you will find the light. And so... You must look within yourself to find the self that is inside of yourself. <laughs> he plays Pai Show and he's got the White Lotus uh, Pai Show piece. <laughs> because, you know, of course he does. Um, uh, she brings this little dragon up to the top of this mountain it fuses with three other little dragons to become a big dragon bird. Mm-hmm. It has a better name. I don't remember what they call that kind of creature. No idea. I'll scroll on the wiki, but it's you keep basically talking. Ho-Oh. It's basically Ho-Oh. It's basically Ho-Oh. And she uses that to fly to the spirit portals, and she meets... Uh, so she's, she's about to close the spirit portal, and then... Uh, Vatu is like, hey, girl, what's up? Yeah, and, like, she is, like, at the spirit portal. Vatu just, like, says, yo, what's up? And she just, like, warps on over to, um, the Vatu tree. Somehow. That was cool. It was pretty cool. Spirit world. Yeah. And then Unalak is like, yo, I got your girl. I'm gonna kill this child. No, I'm going to corrupt and erase her soul. Oh. Wouldn't that kill her? I mean, it would kind of delete her, right? Because, th- like, we talked about it last week, but... I think we talked about it last week, but there's the implication that reincarnation still exists for everybody other than the Avatar. It's just yeah. that the Avatar has the ability to connect with their past lives. Mm-hmm. Um... um or that, like, because Rava talks to the dying Juan and says, I'll be with you for all of your lifetimes. Yeah. And which is, my, my interpretation of Unalak's threat here would then be to say that, no, she's not dying. She would, her soul would be, like, deleted. Okay. Like way, Matt Hardy, the final deletion. That's the uh, requisite uh, wrestling joke that's going to get us, like, six more Twitter followers. So don't even worry about it. Is it, though? I made a wrestling joke, and I think, like, every podcast I listen to has to have wrestling jokes that I don't understand, so... But you realize we're going to lose 14 followers now. That's true. Would you say, like, 14, 15 followers? Yeah. That's That's dumb. what they call an Irish whip, I think. <laughs> um, that's a really so good... So she... Go on. <laughs> She opens up the closed spirit portal so that she can save Janora. But or then Unalak just does I... the thing he was going to do of like, no, I'm going to keep holding Janora as a bargaining chip because of, I'm the villain. And of course I would do that. Does she actually open it? I've forgotten already. She does open it. She okay. opens it, but since Harmonic Convergence is not here yet, Vatu is not yet free. So, presumably in, like, episodes 11 and 12, they will try some other bullshit to get it closed again. Um, But, like, you know, 13 and 14 is the finale. So, I I genuinely don't know what happens in 11 and 12, but I assume it's going to be, like, we're going to try something, it's going to fail, and then 13, 14 is, like, the big finale because, like, Vatu has to get free for the finale. Like, that's the only thing that makes any narrative sense. Uh, well, 
Episode 12 is called Harmonic Convergence. Oh. So Remember? maybe it's not wheel spinning. Huh. Harmonic Convergence is not this comet, it's the eclipse. Huh. That's a metaphor that actually makes sense if you think about it. Uh, I, I'm i having a brain fart, so I have no idea what you're talking about. They have the eclipse since that they introduced in Season 2. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be the big day where they beat they beat the Fire Nation, and then they didn't beat the Fire Nation. On okay. The, day of the eclipse. Okay. And then the next big date was the comet. Right. So we're gonna have harmonic convergence next week, and then we're gonna have like the actual finale two weeks from now. Yeah. Okay. So overall, episode nine was kind of wheel spinning, but episode ten was like. Not my favorite, but it was, like, solid, I thought. These three weeks, like, this and the last two episodes of our podcast have been, like, the bulk of the stuff from this season that I'm, like, I remember as being weird and bad. And mm-hmm. some of it is, um... The... Two weeks ago, the, um... The Sting and the other one, that was, like, god-awful. Beginnings, I yeah. thought, was pretty good. And, like, this was, um... This was, like, up and down. Like, there was stuff I liked. There was stuff that felt kind of wheel-spinny and pointless. I was super unsure about how I was going to feel about Iro showing back up. And um, now that we're here, I don't hate it. And, like, I don't... It's a weird thing of, like, yeah, it's a, it's a little, it's a little cheap. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, it works. So what are you going to do? <laughs> right, right. Like... Like if 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 this happened in Star Wars, if like an old mentor character showed up out of the blue in Star Wars, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of cheap, but also it kind of works. I you know, I have expected Iroh to say burn the sacred texts or whatever. No, that's you. You took the joke away. You killed the joke. <laughs> the joke is gone. Oh, so when you explain the joke, it bad. It very bad. Okay. Now you're bad bending. Should we should we take it from the top or should we just Hi, welcome back to White Lotus Radio. I'm <laughs> we only have twenty host. minutes to record this now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we did get some questions in if you wanna hop Yeah, I have that pulled up. Um first question from I don't know who this is, uh Nora Blake. When you bend in space, it push you backward? Question mark? Question mark? Yes, I think so. Um, next from uh, regression is Cora a cop? Yes. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> her whole thing is that she doesn't like when other people tell her what to do. But also, she's bossing everybody around all the time. So she's like a like a mall cop. The first thing she ever did in this show was like try to arrest all those triads. And she's had very little character development in that regard since then. That's true. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself think and thinking about too much of Korra. Yeah. Um She's a cop. She's a cop. I think so. Um, and then finally... Am I a cop? You're not a cop. You, you have Just, to tell me if I'm a cop. 
<laughs> Would glass bending be earth, air, fire, or water? From Moth. Because, quote, glass is made of sand, so it could be earth bending. It's a liquid, so it could be water bending. You have to cook it, so it could be fire bending. Or you've got to blow it, so it could be air bending. You can't bend glass. Well, there we go. That's my that's my answer to that. Um, I'm going with earth. I mean, the 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 go to is like crystals are earth bending. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good crystals joke, and I can't I can't seal the deal. Well, we'll always find a way. <laughs> but I don't think you Wait, could bend. Can glass. earthbenders bend that? Um sidekick character from uh Star Fox Adventure then? The dinosaur? No, no, the the damsel in distress lady. Andros. <laughs> uh I don't have a follow-up to your joke that doesn't make it weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, shout out to five-year-old me getting very excited to play as a girl in that video game and um, getting real bummed oh. out when she is just damseled like ten minutes mm-hmm. in. Um, but, like, in Mistborn, they have daggers of obsidian to fight people who can use allomancy because if they're able... If they have the, the push ability or if they're a Mistborn with all the abilities... Then they can just manipulate your weapon, so you fight with glass weapons. Oh, um, and you and like or like aluminum also, but um, I feel like glass would fill that role of like, this is the stuff you make your weapons out of, so that they can't be bended. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like crystals are one thing because they like, I don't know, that feels right to be able to bend crystals. But I don't know that glass makes sense to me because it would be, it would just break. You know those like twirly boys that the chi blockers have. Mm-hmm. What do you think those are made out of? Because if they're metal, couldn't earthbenders just tell them to fuck off? I mean, they could be anything. Like they could be rubber. Oh, rubber would make sense. They definitely have rubber. Okay. That makes sense, then. I filled this plot hole. Give me my no prize. <laughs> you can't bend wood, either. That's true. Is You can it, bend plants, but not wood. Can you bend plants? Swamp benders. Oh, right. Don't you remember those old swamp benders? God. Nora, where can people find you online? <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find me on my Star Trek podcast, Hall of Sweethearts, and my Cora podcast, White Lotus Radio, and my actual play podcast, Lost Library. Nora is busy. I didn't read the whole list because it's too much, but yes, I'm busy. (laughs) Give Nora your money, IMO. Hey, I'll take it. Um, and you can find me... Apparently I play Final Fantasy XIV now, so yes, give me your money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you can find me on Twitter at Allison underscore coffee. Um, oh, I should link uh, Moth, the person who asked about glass bending, sent me a really cool Cora board game. Um, 
that is on Kickstarter right now, I believe, and I should probably link huh? that on the Twitter. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should post things on our Twitter that aren't pictures of Todd McFarlane kissing Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> or so... Or like... <laughs> what? I, I couldn't think of a good joke in time, and I thought you were going to save me by talking over me, and... Um... <laughs> um, or like clips of Todd McFarlane speaking... Mm-hmm. Did you see those clips yet? I did see some of those clips. Those were those were <laughs> something. I also I am Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn. I forgot to post a picture I got of uh, Stan Lee saying to Todd McFarlane, "I want you to tighten that foot." <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, can you do hands? Can you draw hands? <laughs> If you haven't seen the clip uh, uh, H-Bomber Guy put up uh, called Stanley Owns, it's great. Did H-Bomber Guy put that up? Huh. Yeah, he uploaded that. I didn't even realize that. Also, watch some H-Bomber Guy videos while you're there, like the Sonic 2 serious lore analysis video. Is pretty yeah. Good. It's definitely about Sonic 2. It's definitely about Sonic 2. Um, what do I... I totally spaced out for a second. Where can people find the podcast? People can find the podcast at White Lotus Pod. Mm-hmm. At Twitter. At Twitter. Um, well, at White Lotus Pod on Twitter. At White Lotus Pod on Twitter. I'm Nora. Can I let you in on a secret? I got out of bed what? for this podcast about ten minutes before we recorded, and um. Didn't eat breakfast, so this has been a hungry cast, and I'm feeling spacey. <laughs> um, People can also find us at whitelotusradio at gmail.com. Nobody mm-hmm. has ever emailed us, uh, but it's out there. Yeah. If you really wanted to, if you have a comment that's too big for a tweet, just just send it. Send, send me all tweet. 281 characters. Yeah, send Ali the complete roster of Dragon by Budokai Denkaichi 7. <laughs> Yo, that game, well, not seven, because seven doesn't exist, but I had the first Three? two. The first no. two were great. I rented the third of Blockbuster. The only fighting game I ever got good at was Naruto Clash of Ninja 2. One time, um, my friend and I were playing Clash of Ninja 2, and we only had one controller, so I got those DJ, uh, Donkey Kong bongo drums out. Hell yeah. And played as... I, I couldn't even really choose my character because it was so fucking fiddly that I just like got a random character... And I think I got got in one win as Sasuke. Um, <laughs> official mascot of this podcast, Sasuke. If you have an opinion on whether or not Sasuke is hot... Is Sasuke uh, the jet yourself. of Naruto? No. <laughs> we're, not, we, we're not doing that. <laughs> this thing you're doing, we're not. <laughs> I would, refuse to play with you in this space. Would Katara have a crush on Sasuke? Katara never had a crush on Zuko. Katara never had a crush on Zuko, but Katara definitely had a crush on Jet. Oh, I thought you were going for, like, the bad boy thing. No, I never got into Zatara. But the real one, the real one that existed instead of the fake one that is Zutara. Fucking at me if you you want to. I don't care. Call the cops. I don't give a fuck. How do we feel about Zang on this podcast? What is, is, what is the Z? Zuko. 
I don't know that I've ever uh, seen that before. I just put those two the together. The age difference is a bit weird. The age difference is a bit weird. I mean, like, after the show, whatever. Right. They grow up. Right. Uh, I'd be more interested in Zuko Saka. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. Zuko, May, Saka, and Suki all in some sort of polycule would be good. <laughs> Zutara's bad, Raylo's bad, at me if you want to. Yeah, Zutara and Raylo are very bad. Raylo might be worse than Zutara. I think it is. That might be my most flamio take of the episode, is that Raylo is worse than Zutara, but Zutara is still bad. I don't want to take away from anyone's enjoyment of, like, transformative fiction, because that's, like, super valid. It's just that, like, in my opinion... Yeah. Those are bad ships. <laughs> yeah. I don't begrudge anyone having their enjoyment with those, but I'm not here for that. I am extremely a person who will ship shame someone, so it's a, it's a bad habit, but it's the habit I have. I didn't know ship shaming was a thing. <laughs> Should we... Anna and I talked about shipping in like Final Fantasy twelve the other day in the Discord. Oh, I missed that. I'm mostly about shipping in, like, Sid Meier's Pirates. But, like, Balthier, Fra- Fran, and uh, and Ash all in, a, like, a polycool situation would be great. Is Final Fantasy XII the one that's just Star Wars? Hell yeah, it's one of the two that are just Star Wars, and those two are the best Final Fantasies. Fuck you. Which is the other one? FF2. Okay, I haven't played FF2. Is that FF2 it's- or FF4? It's two. It's two. Okay. It's the real one. Okay. I've played... It's super cool. It's the one where you get better at certain things by doing them. So the, the way to like min-max is to go into battle and then punch yourself until you get a bunch of health. Because you level up your health <laughs> by taking damage. <laughs> and you level up your attacks by hitting things. It's, it's, it's wacky and broken. But the characters are all super cool. And it's very underrated. I have only played 6, 9, and 10 because I'm not, like, a normie, but I'm within one standard deviation of normie. Uh Uh-huh. Because I haven't played 7. Well, you need to start with Before Crisis. Oh, my God. I can't believe we're going to do a Final Fantasy VII spinoff podcast. Honestly, though, I would do it. I know you would. I know you just talk about that stupid fucking... Whatever Every part of the guy. compilation of Final Fantasy VII is more interesting to me than the core game of Final Fantasy VII. I'd get a chance to talk about the Sephiroth boss fight in Kingdom Hearts, so maybe it'd be okay. Which one? Ooh. Uh, the optional one in the Hercules Coliseum. Oh, I didn't mention that oh. when I was doing plugs. I've started streaming more. I'm probably going to continue streaming more. Um, uh, I did Sonic Adventure 2 a little bit this week, and then I'm thinking about doing Tony Hawk three and or kingdom hearts soon um it's been a lot of fun the entire chat is gay um my first stream was not archived and it was very good and my second stream was not as good but was archived so you know so next time it's gonna just be mediocre and half archived (laughs) um where can people find your stream twitch.tv slash Alley Coffee, A-L-I-C-O-F-F-E-E. And your your parody account, Alley Coffee. Uh, 
that that joke comes to me like once a week, and I like, I never say it because it's a, a bad joke. <laughs> is the problem? Is it's Kufifi wasn't even fun. Uh, Anyway, if you want to catch my streams, I stream at twitch.tv slash neithernora. I'm going to stream next, this weekend, when this comes out, this weekend, the week of the 24th, which is the week of solo premiere. Uh, but this weekend, I'm going to stream uh, Bloodstained Curse oh, of the Moon. I'm Curse excited of the Moon. I, I almost said Castlevania. But the, <laughs> the like, retro-style companion game to Bloodstained not Bloodborne, damn it, Bloodstained <laughs> is coming out next week, which is this week when you're hearing it, and it looks rad as hell and I'm going to stream it, hopefully on Saturday uh, stay tuned for more info there, but uh, I uh, was a backer of the Bloodstained Kickstarter, of course and you I were. have been eagerly anticipating that game for two and a half years so did you see that the next Star Wars spinoff is going to be a Lando? Hell yeah. It could have just been a rumor. I, I just saw it on Twitter, but I'm really hoping that it's true because Donald uh, Glover is really it's, hot. It is a rumor. It is a rumor because the actual quote was like, oh yeah, we're thinking about it. Or something to that effect. There is there is no like concrete plan to my knowledge. Well, I'm but, not uh, planning to Donald see Glover's Solo. Donald Glover's kind of busy right now. <laughs> Donald Glover, like... Has been busy for the last 10 years just being better than most people. Also a little bit transphobic. I should caveat that, but I haven't seen that episode of Atlanta, but people are mad at him about that. So Now that we can end uh, this podcast on a down note, finally. Hey, I'm going to go see Solo. Lit. Um, we should end the episode. Because you have that heart out in four minutes. Yeah, I have a heart out in four minutes. I've got to go to therapy, and I should, like, shave. Because if I go to therapy feeling dysphoric, that's going to be bad. That's going to be stupid. That's taking the wrong foot forward. <laughs> um, God damn it. You just laugh every time somebody mentions feet now? Like, what's... <laughs> I was just laughing because it, like, kind of, like, keeps the conversation rolling. It's just, like, kind of the rhythm I've fallen into. But also, yeah, feet are funny. Feet our friends, not food. Okay. Now the podcast art is just going to be that picture of toe sucking sauce. Uh, nope. Keep it flamio, everybody. Is that water bending, or 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 blood bending? The toe sucking sauce. Keep it flamio, everybody. Flamio. <laughs>